Hello, writers! This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo where we get you ready for November. I'm Liz Leo. And I'm Christina Horner. And this is How to Win NaNo. As a reminder, Liz and I are not actually affiliated with NaNoWriMo in any way. We've just won a lot. So something that I feel like we and a lot of other people talk about, like, a lot with regard to writing yeah. is voice. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, a term we throw around. Yeah. And just sort of assume we're all on the same page about what it means. It's but- true. It's, like, one of those those nouns that just gets used maybe too much. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, I wanted to take an episode to talk about what it is. The novelist buzzword. Yeah. Voice. There's two kinds of voice. Yeah. And I think we should differentiate what they are. So there's character voice mm-hmm. and there's author voice. And we'll go more in depth about each of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but author voice, I think, is the more general thing that people are talking mm-hmm. about when they say voice, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but I, I looked it up and I found a definition that I like. So okay. voice refers to, it's it's like a mix of your vocabulary, your tone, the point of view that you're writing in, and the general syntax that makes your phrases, sentences, and paragraphs flow in a particular manner. Mm-hmm. So it's really like, for author voice, it's really like your narration style. Yeah, You know, it's mm-hmm. like... Do you have a more, um, like, formal way of speaking? Do you have a more, like, sassy way of speaking? And actually, I wrote down, uh, there's, like, some, there there are ways that authors, like, as you become more practiced, mm-hmm. can actually have a writing voice that's, like, recognizable to writers. Absolutely. Like, I would say, like, series of unfortunate events. Let me yep. snicket. That's like, always that is, my first reference. Yeah, that yeah. is, like, such a specific author voice. Um, so here are three ways that you can kind of think about what your author voice is and, like, how you want to develop mm-hmm. that. And then um, I think we can talk a little bit more about character voice after Okay, that. yeah. So you want to pick a consistent voice for your narrator. So, like, the narration of the story mm-hmm. um, when it's more sort of, like, the author not not really like the author speaking to the reader, but like, yeah. you know, the just omniscient the... voice yeah. that is telling the story. Exactly. So this is like, you know, do you write in first or third person point of view? Some authors stick to one or the other, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's totally okay to jump between them for mm-hmm. different projects. That doesn't necessarily, like, you don't have to feel tied to one. Mm-hmm. Um, I use both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that's also like we talked about, like, is it sassy? Is it formal? Et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so two is writing either formally or colloquially. So will you use like grammatically perfect English mm-hmm. when you're narrating your novel or will you be more casual? Will you yeah. have slang? Yeah. Yeah. Slang or like regional language, regional mm-hmm. phrases. Like will you swear? Yeah. Um, oh, honestly, thinking about the level of which I will swear, especially there's a big difference between a character swearing and the yes. narration swearing. Yeah. Or even like using like. Um, yeah. or ums or things like that. Um, I think that there's, there's a lot of things that you can think about. Um, you know, like, do you have like accents or like, mm-hmm. you know, words that are like pronounced differently or mm-hmm. different, know. like adding in slightly different languages or dialects. Or, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like do you add in French words here mm-hmm. and there? Like there's a lot of like kind of interesting. Je ne sais quoi. 
Exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's like just the way in which you write. And then the last one, I think this is one where like we're going to be on opposite sides of the fence here. Um, are your novels driven by description or by dialogue? Interesting. So yeah. obviously like if your novels are uh, like driven by description, you have like authors who are known for these long passages of mm-hmm. beautiful and in-depth descriptions and and actions happening in the book are brought to life by that narration Mm -hmm. um and like dialogue is really only used to like drive a point home Mm -hmm. whereas other authors let dialogue drive their narrative and really only lean on narration when the dialogue isn't enough that's super interesting because i tend to think of the way that i write as almost like this magnifying glass that is going both like in and out whereas in like you know you go wide to small and so sometimes it's a wide moment and sometimes it's a close moment and when it's Mm -hmm. a close moment it becomes dialogue but that doesn't but dialogue definitely doesn't drive the plot or the story forward consistently yeah whereas i think of my novels as like care like situations that characters are in where they're talking to each other and then the narration is basically what like ties all those together Mm, um and if i start getting too flowery i'm like what am i even talking about here like i need some characters to come in and like get this moving again i think i i even wrote down two examples of authors that inspired my authorial style which is like chuck palinick and um dano handler or lemony sicket and serious unfortunate events and Mm -hmm. i think I have always been really, really fascinated and interested in description uh, driving the story, which is there's times where I'm writing a paragraph and I'm like, is it weird that there's like two pages that there's no dialogue in? Is this interesting to people? But I have to remind myself, I'm like, well, if I'm telling a story that's something interesting is happening, then hopefully, yes. Yeah. And I love that you you picked uh authors that I feel like Mm -hmm. fall more into that category. Whereas my favorite like voicey books are, uh, I reference this series all the time, but the Georgia Nicholson books by Louis Renaissance, Mm -hmm. like Angus Thongs of Full Frontal Snunking. Like you immediately know that you're reading one of those books when you look at like the sort of snarky teenagery, like diary entry um, vibe. Uh, and so that's a perfect example. I also put down TJ Klune because uh, even though his books are like really varied in topic, like uh, House in the Cerulean Sea, and uh, I'm recently reading um, Into the Lives of Puppets, uh, I feel like they all have this uh, sort of vibe of like these sort of broken character. They're large cast of characters, mm-hmm. so it's very much like dialogue driven scenes with with all of these various characters. But they've all it's. Like, they're all these very, like, hopeful um, sort of, like, people that are just, like, super endearing, Mm -hmm. kind of coming together and, like, helping each other grow. And so, like, there's something about the way that he writes his books that, like, they just feel similar. And, like, you know, like, okay, yeah, that's TJ Klune. I like that. Yeah. So it is kind of hard to describe what voice is because it's so personal Mm -hmm. for every writer. And there are some, there are some authors, like I would say Neil Gaiman is a great example of someone who like doesn't necessarily have a consistent. Yeah. I would say Neil Gaiman has voice. Yes. Like the weird thing is, is I can tell when something's Neil Gaiman like, because Neil Gaiman's also another huge inspiration in my writing. But I really like the versatility of it. Like, yeah. it changes just enough to feel like this is a new thing. Yes. And I and feel I the same that. about V.E. Schwab. Yeah. Um, and Because I think she similarly, like, she has such a strong voice. Yeah. But her projects are so varied. I just 
thought about the fact that sometimes we attribute author voice to something that is like out of the author's control which is like I think of Shakespearean voice as this very Shakespearean thing but it is also like the style of I mean Mm. obviously it was unique and survived but like Shakespearean was also the way a lot of people talked in that era or like I was the reason why this came up is I was thinking about how um uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and um um Douglas Adams is also a huge inspiration for me but also like it's very much like British men explaining things exactly and while there is like a lot more to that voice it's also like from a certain point in time and so like when you think back to like how Sherlock Holmes books or Agatha Christie books were written it is somewhat symbolic their voice is very much like a part of when they were in that time period. Yeah, I think it can also be really genre specific. Yeah, too. absolutely. Like, you know, like if you think about like things that are considered like a beach read or chiclet or something, mm-hmm. like I think that like there there is definitely the ability for authors in those genres to have very specific voice. But I yes. also think there is a style of voice that is more more likely to be found in those kinds of books than say like a mystery or something like that absolutely well like I was just thinking about and I think this could even be if you're ready to transition over to character voice like John Green I might argue has a stronger character voice Mm. in terms of like recognizing his style than an authorial voice because it comes way more through in the dialogue than I think it does in the narration yes absolutely so character voice I would say is like it's like a skilled author who can like set their characters apart by making them very distinct people. It's like yes. when you read quotes from yes. a book and you're like that character said that. Yes. And that's not just making them have an accent. No. And writing that out. No. That's that's not what we mean here. We're not saying that like one character talks like this. I shouldn't even include that. Accent. <laughs> and then one character is a British character. No, it's very yeah, no, much it's like not that. how does that character react to stress? Yes. Are they confident? I mean, I think you can also look at like how loquacious a character is. Do they talk a lot? Do they totally. only say one word in mm-hmm. answer? Like those are the kind of things that really define voice. Yeah. So similar. Like I think if we can actually like let's take a look at an example of like any Wes Anderson movie mm-hmm. versus like Parks and Rec. Yeah. I think like any Wes Anderson movie, which also was a really big inspiration for my writing in which <laughs> there are whole scenes in which people say nothing. Yeah. Or whole scenes in which a bunch of stuff happens and then someone will say like, I know or something, you know, like something yeah. like that versus like Parks and Rec. Like you can clearly, if you can read that and it helps because there's actors, but like Mona Lisa, like Saverstein, money please yeah or like john ralphio the worst yeah. totally it, or but. even just like the way that leslie nope talks to super fast and excited yeah or like you know like you my beautiful goldfish yes like what like, you, you beautiful oxen whatever yeah Mux ox. yeah like i yeah. think those kinds of things like you just like and i think in like sitcoms in particular yeah. characters become a little bit more like tropey yeah. and so you know yeah, they'll like have zerts and apps yeah uh, yeah. But I think that it's a really good example of yeah. how you can differentiate differentiate these characters and like know how they're going to react in a like in a scene. You know, it's interesting that you bring up sitcoms and shows like that because they are consistently written by different writers. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a really strong character voice because every time an episode comes up, someone different is going to be penning that character. Yeah. And so if you don't have a really clear idea of what that character sounds like, then it can be. Like, I, I don't know. Have you ever watched a TV show? And like, I actually, maybe Community is a good example where it feels like 
a character saying or doing something that just isn't yeah. within their voice. I think that's like really what we're getting at here. And it's like character voice is if we're looking at a TV show, the dialogue and what the characters are saying and authorial voice is like the story, the way it's shot, the like director, the cinematographer, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like if you think about like how I met your mother has this like yeah. overarching narrative, you know? Yeah. And so that's more of like the like like the author voice. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're yes. getting a little off the rails here talking about TV shows, but I think like that's super different than say, like you can look at friends mm-hmm. and you can say like, I'm a Phoebe, like yeah. I'm a Rachel. Yeah. And like, what does that mean? That means that like you understand that character and their voice and their like mannerisms and everything. Mm-hmm. So like, obviously this goes beyond their voice, but like the voice is sort of the crux of how you see that character. Yes. And it's how they communicate and how you learn who I've, they are. I've always found writing character voice so much harder than anything else because you have to have a visual, or at least I do, in my head of someone talking and giving this dialogue. And that's hard because sometimes my brain flits to different people and I can get a little confused and it's it's difficult for me to keep consistent character voice. It's so interesting because, yeah, I have the opposite. Like, when I start getting lost is, like, when I get too far into, like, description where I'm, like, I don't have a good visual of, like, what this place is or, like, what metaphors I can use to describe it. But, like, if I can just get to the scene with the characters, mm-hmm. I know how they're feeling. I know, like, the way that they're going to react to things. And, like, I feel more grounded when I get, yeah. like, anytime that I'm in a anytime that I'm like in flow it's Mm. usually because I'm in a very dialogue heavy scene because to me I just see the characters and I feel like I just know them well enough to know like here's what needs to happen and like the scene plays out in front of me because I can Mm. just hear them having the conversation it's harder for me too because I always suck at knowing when to end dialogue because I'm like when does a conversation even end because you never want to end dialogue or a scene when people say goodbye that's too, yeah. that's too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've reached goodbyes, usually it's too late. Yeah. But um, I think that's another reason is I do use dialogue relatively cinematically where yeah. it's like to punch up things, that not necessarily sense. to explain them. I tend to do almost all of my exposition in if there is exposition, which, you know, you can debate whether that's good or bad in an authorial voice. Yeah. I don't think exposition is good or bad. I think there's just too much of it or not enough because Mm -hmm. like you need exposition to an extent, but if you rely too heavily on it, it's going to be boring. And there's so many more interesting ways to get that information across. That's a good point. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with voice is that it is very like wibbly wobbly. Yeah. Even even in talking about this, it's hard to talk about in books like because one if you haven't read the book then it doesn't make a lot of sense but two it's almost like when you it's that like when you've done it well people won't notice anything at all kind of thing yeah it's it's making verisimilitude in a way I think like the easiest way to break it down is that like character voice is the way that you make your characters feel like whole yeah. different people. separate people and not and just not, like, an extension of you as the author or like every piece of dialogue doesn't sound like it could have been said the, by the same, same person. person which I always struggle with whereas author voice is what is it that you are bringing to this novel mm-hmm. that like if someone else wrote it wouldn't be there and it's more like what is the you that you're infusing into the writing this is this is gonna be a weird question but like do you feel like it's you telling the story when it's third person 
Well, I mean, literally, like, no, I know. an author writing a book is, like, a person telling a story. I know, but I realize that, like, when I write narration, it's, like, it's not me. It's not me talking. It depends. But I have this, like, narrative voice that I try and employ that, like, has this, like, presence as or like you know opinion or emotion or sass but it's like not me I I think think. I mean I think that like uh, again A Series of Unfortunate Events is a great example of the sort of like satirizing of that because it's like the author literally invented a character to be that that, person um I think in general there are sort of like fourth wall breaking books where the like the author really does talk to you the reader yeah i think there's ones where you don't well then there's like princess bride where it's right so i think it depends on how how like specific uh and how literal you mean by that but i think like in general i feel as though my books are like my stories that i'm telling but it doesn't always mean that like i like I, Christina, am the narrator speaking yeah. to the author. Okay, that makes sense because I did realize I was like, wow, sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm actually writing the books. But I do feel like like what I said earlier about author voice being yeah. the you that you infuse into your story doesn't mean that it's like Liz the narrator. I think I what I mean is like you stylistically, you like yeah. like if you and I each wrote a short story with the exact identical prompt, we're going to write them yes. differently. Yes. That's a really that's a really good point. I do want to ask, can we describe each other's like authorial voice really quickly? <laughs> uh, it's going to be harder for you than for me because yeah. I know like I I feel like a lot of yours has to do like sarcastic quips and sarcasm is definitely a part of it. You have a younger voice. Mm-hmm. Um And you do rely on dialogue more, but also I think it would be unfair to say that like you have the most of your voice in dialogue because a lot of your authorial voice is in like sort of making comments based on like what the characters did or said and getting that sass in there. That's like really, I'm flattered that you like pinpointed me so well because I have no idea what the hell to say about yours. Like I, and I don't mean that in any way other than I feel like everything I've ever read of yours is completely different. There has to be some sort of like weird string. I mean, I feel like your writing is just like, I I feel really put on the spot. Um, (laughs) That's why I did this. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you go places with your writing that I would never have thought of. And like, every time I read something of yours, I'm like, how did this come out of your brain? And so like, I I think what I like about your writing is that I literally never know what I'm going to like. I never know what to expect. Like, like every time you send me something to read, I'm like, where did this come from? So I honestly don't know that I could pin down your, your writing voice because I feel like what you excel at is like, I don't know, like doing something new and surprising. Like every time you write something. That's what I try and do. I think that makes sense. Like I do try every time I write like, like when we were talking in the previous episode about how to start a novel, like my first thing was like, write a sentence you've never heard before. Yeah. Which not everyone does or can do, but I tend to like to write in a way that like I'm hoping if you read it, it's something that you've never thought of or, or seen before. Yeah. 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 I, I would say as uh, one of the few people who has gotten to read many uh, types of your writing, that yes. tracks. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope this was helpful. Yeah. Um, it I, helped me. <laughs> I think voice is hard to pin down, yeah. you know, and I think that like there are 
writers who think about it more and writers who think about it less. Mm -hmm. There's writers who lean on voice more. There's writers who lean on voice less. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think there's any wrong approach. Yeah. Um, but I think it is something that's interesting to think about as you continue to develop your writing styles yeah. on whether or not being like a voicey author is something that you want to be. The last thing I might say is because I'm actually working on writing a musical this year, one thing I've spent a lot of time thinking about is like the authorial voice in musicals, similar to how I feel like I can tell when a work is made by Lin-Manuel Miranda, like very specific voice. I mean, Mm -hmm. similar with you go as far as like Sondheim, you can tell like this sort of voice in terms and I think that's like a really good also representation of authorial voice yeah definitely it definitely spans across different mediums like i think i've watched shows and been like this feels really familiar and then realize like oh glory or like i know there yeah there's some directors where it's like oh this is and it does actually feel like maybe that's the best way to put it is like the director versus like and showrunner producer versus the like character voice and dialogue is what we're talking about yeah definitely so yeah, this was just fun to to just sort of like talk about talk about because I've never really known how to describe it, but it's fun. It's yeah, like I find voice to be really fun. Same, it's and one of my favorite parts about writing. And I think like picking the voice that I want to use. Like I think my my voice stays pretty consistent. Like like I would say in general, you could probably pick my writing out of other people's yeah. writing, but there's still like I've written things that are sassier yeah. and less sassy or whatever, depending on, you know, what I'm trying to do. I don't think you pick your voice though. I think your voice is influenced by a thousand different things. But I think I can turn can, the volume yes, up or down. Yeah, you can you can stretch it, you yeah. can move it, you can change it around, but like I would find it very challenging to write in your voice. I couldn't just pick it up the next day and run yeah. with it. So like like I think that's also the beauty of continuously writing and keeping writing where you could find yourself like growing into voice and keep looking at your your sort of author idols. Look at people who inspire you and whose writing you read quickly and easily and you enjoy getting through. Yeah. And that may point you towards your voice if you're having trouble finding it. Yeah. Just keep writing. Just keep writing. In fact, we have been talking too long. It's November. Get back to writing. The episode is over. Wait, it's season five of Christina. What do I say? Where's my script? Give me a second, Liz. I'm still writing it. Okay, I can fill the space. Have I told you about how I'm learning to play the piano? And done. Here you go. Welcome to the end of the episode. This is Liz, who will not be talking about pianos. Hey, wait! Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want to keep up with us between episodes, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at HowToWinNano. We've also got a Patreon if you want to donate and help us keep this podcast ad-free. That's patreon.com slash HowToWinNano. You can also join our Discord server full of writers, which is super active during the nano season. Oh, tell them about our books. Oh, yeah. I have an indie publishing company called 84th Street Press, and we've published three anthologies. They feature stories written by Liz and I and a bunch of other talented authors. The newest one is called What Happened to Annabelle, and you can find it most places books are sold. This one has a bit of a spooky vibe and a heavy dose of feminism, but each anthology is a totally different vibe, so there's something for everyone. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep keep writing. writing. Now I can talk about the piano. No. Okay. What is voice? <laughs> okay, so...
What um, is voice? What is voice? What is voice? Don't don't start with this. <laughs> I'll end with this. <laughs>